Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Laredo, your host at the crack of dawn. What am I saying, crack of dawn? Middle of the night. On a Monday night, I think it is, or Tuesday morning, 12 o'clock in the morning, and I'm podcasting. What a great way to bring in the day. I get to podcast at midnight. I love it. This is my new sweet spot. So this is when I'm going to actually do podcasts. I've done a few of them in the middle of the night, and I actually it's kind of fun. Uh, anyway, I just had a great night. It is beautiful weather. I hope you're enjoying this phenomenal time of the year because it is like 72 degrees in the in the evening here no humidity no bugs i'm sitting outside eating dinner chilling out watching tv relaxing i mean watching the celtics win love it and just having a great night and now i get the podcast so um all right so tonight tonight tonight's topic uh, i should say this morning's topic is a leadership lesson. I'm going to do a few of these actually because I think they kind of breaking up broke can be broken up into a different to, uh, topics. But today's topic is a leadership lesson that I learned out in Hawaii. I just got back, as you know, from Hawaii. Had a great, amazing trip with the kids. Nick Sky and myself had a blast, and uh, some stuff happened that was just you know we had you know so much fun. But inevitably, you know, you just have different things happen, different experiences. And I look back and I reflect on them. I'm like, you know, there's a great leadership lesson in there. So today's episode is brought to you uh, courtesy of Maui. Uh, so in any event, we, uh, one of the things we did, which I highly recommend if you ever go to Maui or any part of Hawaii, if you can, rent a Jeep or some kind of convertible where you can get the top off, doors off maybe, and just ride around in the uh, around the island with all these views, captivating views, uh, and uh, in the open air. It is unbelievable. So we did that, uh, and we rented a Jeep. And for those of you who I'm friends with on Facebook, I just posted a bunch of videos. You'll see this Jeep. And if we're not Facebook friends, then just send me an invite. We'll be Facebook friends. You can see what I'm talking about. So uh, the Jeep that we rented was this badass like uh um lifted jeep with big tires green uh it was just the coolest jeep and by the way i did it on an app called turo uh let me just double check that i think it's turo t-u-r-o so if you're trying to rent a car it's actually an easy way it's kind of like the vrbo or airbnb of cars so it's not rental agencies it's actually individuals that are renting cars turned out worked somebody uh, recommended it to me this episode is sponsored by turo um so in any event this is how we got our jeep and uh so we're we're staying at a place uh great place and they have uh valet parking there at the hotel the resort and so every day you kind of pull up you give them the keys they park and you tell them when you want the car they bring it up i mean super super convenient obviously you 
pay for that, but uh, super convenient. Made uh, made it really easy every day to just walk out and the Jeep's pulled up ready for you. So one day though um, of this whole week, it wasn't pulled up front, but it was not far away. I could see it. It was just parked off to the side and we were leaving. And I, I can't remember if I said to the person, hey, why don't you just give me the keys? Or maybe he just did give me the keys and he said, yeah, it's right over there. Um, so Nick and myself were, were going out, we jump into the, the, uh, the Jeep and I realize that this Jeep is like really wedged pretty tightly in between two cars. Now it's backed into the spot. So all I have to do is pull out and, uh, you know, we're lifted. It's a big, you know, again, these tires are huge and it's just, I'm not used to driving it, but nevertheless, I'm like, okay, it's a Jeep. I've driven a Jeep before, uh, but it is tight. And I just remember I got in and I'm like, geez, you know, that's not the easiest exit out of this spot. And it was kind of like, there wasn't that much room to go forward yet to kind of bank the turn kind of relatively soon, but nevertheless, you know, how many times have we pulled out of a parking spot, a tight spot, a zillion times? No problem. No problem, Lorito. You got this. So uh, I start pulling out. I'm in the driver's seat. My son's in the passenger seat. And um, I just kind of pull out, turn, and I just hear this horrible, like, crunch. I'm not even talking about, like, a scrape or a crash. I hear a crunch. And I'm like, what? And Nick is like, dad, you literally just ran over the car next to us. And I'm like, I'm like, Nick, what are you talking about? He said, you literally just ran over the car right next to us. Now, this car next to us was a a smaller sedan. It was like a little Toyota, a very small one. And it sat pretty low. And um, these, you know, tires on our Jeep were huge. So when he said I ran over a car, I swear to God, it was like I was a tank. And I ran over the front quarter panel of this of this car, tore the whole bumper off, smushed the whole front side. I mean, it was just like I literally ran over the thing. It was unreal. And uh, it just happened so fast. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the... And I'm just thinking, I, I stop, everybody, you know, the sound is just, if you've ever heard a sound of a car getting crunched and run over by a tank, I mean, it's horrific sound. Everybody heard it. Uh, everybody turns and looks, the valets are looking and, you know, some of them are pointing and even laughing. I'm like, what the, are you kidding? What? And uh, <laughs> honestly, um, whole different mentality in Hawaii. Everybody's very, very laid back. I love it. Uh, but yeah, at that moment, uh, I was not, I was not appreciative of that, but in any event, uh, I guess it happens a lot. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe they're used to it. So I go over to the guy. I'm like, all right, so what do I do? He said, I'll call security. Security guy comes over. Security guy was super nice and, uh, you know, helpful, took care of it. Um, the bottom line is I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, my gosh, what am I going to, you know, we, we were trying to go somewhere. We were now waiting around for a half an hour, 45 minutes. Time is getting eaten. I just, I was starting to get really upset. I'm like, this is just sucks and blah, blah, blah. And, um, a couple of things that just kind of occurred to me. One is my son was awesome. Nick was great. And he just said, listen, dad, let's not worry about it. Just like, you know what? We're on vacation. We're in Maui. We got the whole week. This was the beginning of our trip, by the way. We got the whole week ahead of us. Let's just relax and just let's forget about the whole thing. 
And I'm like, you know what, buddy? You're absolutely right, man. I mean, what am I, what good am I going to do by carrying this thing around me and just have it ruin my night and my day and, you know, potentially think about it through the whole trip? I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, how many times does something happen and we just carry it with us and then it affects everything else? Like, I mean, I, I just think about, a, you know, as a leader, how many times do you have an interaction, a bad meeting, a bad conversation, a bad day? And you carry that into other parts of your life or other days or other interactions or other people that you're leading. And they pay the price because you had one bad interaction. And and they have no idea. They had nothing to do with it, right? So I'm thinking, you know what? I, I'm, I'm like, Nick, you're right, man. This is a great, this is a great leadership lesson. You know, this is emotional competency, right? I've just got to listen, it happened. It was a mistake. It sucked. I'm going to pay a price for it, I know, but, you know, I, can I do anything about it? Can I do it over again? Can I un, undo it? Can I erase it? No. So let's just move past that. But here's the interesting other thing I thought about. When I got in the, in the in the Jeep, I was about to pull out. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I should ask Nick to look and and be my eyes for me on the right-hand side of the car. And I'm like, nah, yeah, I got it. And sure enough, you know, I, I live to regret that decision significantly. And again, it made me realize as leaders, how many times are we in situations and for whatever reason, our ego just gets in the way of us asking for help. Like I know uh, when I'm running organizations, I want my people to ask for help. I don't want them to try and be that, you know, lone soldier that's out there trying to win the war by themselves or trying to figure stuff out by themselves or when they're in a bad situation, they're just, they're too afraid or too proud to ask for help. Because in reality, all I had to do was say, hey, Nick, just take a look over the right-hand side. Be my eyes. Let me know am I getting close to this car. And he would have done it. No sweat. And it would even, it's not like it reflects poorly on me. It's just my ego in that nanosecond was more important than doing it right. You know? And it just, I, I regretted that. So that was the other thing is, okay, leader, another leadership lesson, ask for help. When you're just, when your mind says, hey, you know what? I think I could use some help here. Or I need this or whatever. Just go with it. Just ask for help. The other thing, too, is I found myself getting angry at the valets. And I got angry at them because they parked the car so close. Two things that got me angry. Three things. One is that one of the guys chuckled. Uh, Secondly is that they parked the car so damn close to the other car. It was like I was set up for failure. How am I going to pull it out of there? I mean, I almost felt like they knew it. They knew it was going to happen. Third is, of all the times that I came out the whole week, that was the single time they gave me the keys and told me to get the car. Every other time, they got the car. And I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I could see the car. It wasn't even that far away. I didn't need them to pull it up. But now I kind of realize why they do that for these reasons. But I'm like, okay, so why did why did that have to be the time that you let me you vi- you broke your own procedures and let me take the car? Like, why couldn't you just stuck to your process? And I found myself getting mad at the valets, not just one of them, all of them. And it wasn't until I kind of snapped out of it, I'm like, okay, truly, whose fault is this? It's my fault, a hundred percent. It's not Nick's fault. It's not the car's fault. It's not the valet's fault. It's not the resort's fault. It's it's not the other person, the owner of the car. It's nobody's fault. It's my fault, right? So I've just got to accept the ownership of that. Uh, I can't put the blame on other people. And by the way, if I do that, that's not setting a good example as a leader, right? So Nick is seeing that. Me blame the valets. I mean, 
He knows it's my fault. I know it's my fault. So how many times is a leader, how many times have you seen a leader point the finger to other people or other places or other companies or other people, and it's truly their mistake or their fault, yet they're blaming other people. How do you feel about that leader? I don't know about you, but I just, I lose respect for that person, right? It's like, okay, if you, if you made a mistake and everybody does, own up to it. As a leader, that's one of the most important things you can do, right? Set that example. Okay, my mistake, I owned up to it and just drop it, okay? I can get angry, but I get angry at myself, not people that really didn't have anything to do with it. I'm the one that put the, you know, car in, in you know, drive and, and ran over the other car, and went into tank mode, which was kind of fun. No, not really, but uh, well, yeah, it was a little bit fun for a minute. So uh, anyways, that's my leadership lesson coming to you from Maui, Hawaii. Uh, but I hope that was helpful. So a couple things, ask for help. Don't put the blame on other people. And you know what? Pay the price and then move on. Drop it, right? Drop it. Doesn't matter. It's not worth it, right? Not worth carrying that into other people and other situations and carrying it with you and having to weigh you down. It's just not worth it. So hope that was helpful. Hope you enjoyed the show. As always, like, share, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Let me know your thoughts and ideas on great guests, great content for future episodes. Let's get connected on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. If we're not already, reach out, send me an invite. I will reply. I will link in with you. I will connect with you. I will be be a friend on Facebook with you. And uh, of course, go down below, give a five-star review, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.